0: Friday, April 20th, almost time for the weekend. And, you know, they say the baseball season doesn't start until the Yankees and Red Sox play, right? Is that right? No, they didn't <laughs> say that. In fact, even as a Yankees fan, I hate Yankees-Red Sox games. They are four hours long, and they are excruciating. This, yep, this is true. Yeah. There was a there was some guy who, li-
1: I think he lived in Boston. I his, bet his friends that he could leave Boston when the game started and make it to New York for the last pitch. The game was in the Yankee <laughs> Stadium, and he did it. Of course he did. It's somewhere on the web. I read it a couple of years ago,
0: it was great. It was just a blog post, like, you know, here's when I left. And I got here by the time the game was over. Well, it's Friday morning right now. We're going to help you get your lineup set for week, what are we, week four. Yes. Coming up. I know. It's wow. flying by. Yeah. Wow. Al's taking it to me in the podcast league this this week. Yeah, this week, you know, uh, last week wasn't so good for me, but that's uh, you know, that's why it's a marathon, right? Yeah, I guess so. And we'll also go over yesterday's action. Curtis Granderson was great. Shinsu Chu not so much. Yu Darvish um uh, had a, had an encouraging outing. And a lot more. Not too many injuries to talk about today, but uh starter sit coming up later. I have a few candidates for stat of the day. Let's go with Adam Wayne Wright, who could be Adam Wayne wrong. Because he's been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> winless in his first Where's three Where's the deci- sound effect that goes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't have that on the board That's there. you. You're we're supposed yeah. to do that. <laughs> we're we're going to move an actual drum kit into the uh, studio here. <laughs> like hooked on monkey phonics. <laughs> the little monkey that plays the drum. <laughs> we're going to have to get out the meter here because he's winless in his first three decisions for the Uh-oh. first time ever. There's your stat of the day. His velocity is down. His ERA is 9.88. Four runs on seven hits in five innings yesterday against Cincinnati. And he allowed two homers. One through ten. How worried? Five. Four. Thoughts?
1: Uh, it's Adam Wainwright. I mean, he's coming back from a lost season. I, I assume there would be a little bit of rust. He wouldn't just regain his form immediately. But, uh, you know, I I, I think he'll be fine.
2: Yeah, it should be interesting. Now I'm thinking of it now instead of, you know, a couple hours before the show. But it would be interesting to see what kind of start the Tommy John returnees uh, have had in recent years. Uh, maybe it's a research project for the near future. There but you Strasburg doesn't seem to have a problem. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, because last year when he first came back, uh, mm-hmm. I don't recall too many problems there. But um, different
1: style pitchers, though.
2: Yeah, that, that's true. So you can break it down that way. But with Wainwright, I mean, a, a lot of the indicators for him are good. He's just given up too too many home runs. And I'm not exactly sure what that means. That can sometimes be a sign of location problems, getting behind early and then throwing a bad making a bad pitch. So I I
0: got some work to do here. Other candidates for stat of the day. Yeah, <laughs> busy weekend for Al. Uh, the Astros hit three triples in the first inning. That tied a franchise record. It was Altuve, Bogusevich, and Matt Downs. And Phil Hughes has a 5.96 ERA in his last 26 starts, including the postseason. He was better
2: against the Twins, but not as good as I had hoped he would be. So that. That, to me, was a little bit of an acid test for Phil Hughes. Uh, if he had come out pretty dominant, I'd feel better about him. But at this point, I'm thinking of him as a guy I'm definitely not going to have in my uh, rotation every week in, in a standard mix league. He well, still gave up yeah. six runs last night. He gave up I mean, six two runs. Were unearned, like two, two, or two, yeah, two were earned, I think. Two yeah. Were, yeah, four were yeah, but.
0: Four unearned in the first inning, and Nunez threw a ball away, and Nunez just can't throw. But <laughs> he's got Texas next week. So being that this is a starter-sit show, I think – Next week would probably be a pretty good week to sit Phil Hughes, right, at Texas?
1: Yeah, and of course, we're going to say sit. Every sign points to sit and watch him go like eight innings with you. Know, four That's fine,
0: and- but uh, I'm not taking <laughs> my chances. <laughs> exactly. I'm not taking my chances. All right, uh, real quick, for AL only, Tommy Malone and Josh Tomlin were both good yesterday. Al? You uh, mentioned Tomlin on Fantasy Baseball 360. He had a great outing. Who do you like better, Malone or Tomlin?
2: I like Malone because I think he'll just be more consistent. I think both will get lit up uh, on occasion, but I think those occasions are going to be more frequent for Tomlin. Um, But both guys pitch to contact. Both guys, uh, I think,
0: will be prone to home runs, but, but Tomlin more so. Fair enough. Yeah. Three up. Three up number one. Not too much to say about his fantasy value, but Curtis Granderson went five for five. With three home runs. Pretty impressive, Nando. You love it, man. It's our boy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was good to see. But Oh, uh, good to see. Why are you wearing a Giants shirt? <laughs> it's Jersey <laughs> Friday. Yeah,
1: it's Jersey Friday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it was impressive. Three home runs in his first three at bats. And they the only won by one. Hits. I mean, that's, yeah. you know,
1: in real life, back to real life for a second, they, they needed that.
0: That's what Phil Hughes needs. He yeah. <laughs> needs three home runs from Curtis Granderson. Uh, three up, number two is Freddie Freeman. Two home runs. And three in his last two games. He's getting hot. Start or sit next week, Al? Start Freddie Freeman. This is what I've been waiting for. Freddie Freeman or Adam Dunn? Freeman. Pena. Freeman. Uh, Mark Teixeira, who only has one home run this year. Fre- Teixeira. Uh, oh, <laughs> that was very close.
1: That, yeah, I just wanted to sound close. <laughs> it's, it's called building suspense. Not <laughs> no Freeman or Tex. I gotta, you got to go Teixeira. I mean, look, a week ago we said Freddie Freeman doesn't have a lot of home runs.
0: Now we're saying about Teixeira. Yeah. This, is, this is why you start them. Uh, Drew Stubbs is three-up number three. He homered for his first extra base hit of the season. Three hits on the day, a five-game hitting streak. Do you want to start Drew Stubbs now? Yeah. This is. I mean, this is when they start to come back around and play up to the mean. Sure. All right, three down, three players trending down. Shinsu Chu, I don't know if we've spoken about him, Maybe maybe just once or so since the season started. He's hitting 214, no home runs, eight RBIs, two steals. Starter sit next week, he's got the Royals and the Angels. I will probably sit Chu. It's getting to the point
2: in the season, still too early to drop a guy with the quality and the track record of, of Shinsu Chu, but not too early to, to bench him when he's, he's in a funk. So, uh, yeah, no, I
0: would I would sit him. And, if, you know, and I, he's I, got I, the Angels, too, by the way, so that, right. that's a factor. I think he's got... Three, four, five in that rotation, I think. Um, but I'm not positive about that. Um, but even still, I mean, you're only getting one bad pitcher in that scenario. Right, right. <laughs> uh, you know, with start or sit, it's kind of a blanket statement to say start this guy, sit this guy. So we hope we're just being helpful. You obviously have to look at your lineup and decide if Chu is better than another option or worse than another option. But, you know, we, we just try to give you... Uh, a general guideline, and and my default is twelve-team mixed yes. uh, league. So yeah, when I say I would sit two, if it's a four, even a fourteen-team league, I'm probably playing them. D Gordon is hitting 192 right now. He is stealing bases. He has eight. We knew he could do that. Not no, he had 304 last year. Yeah, when we got an email about D Gordon, I thought. We well, work it in. work it into the the three up three down. <laughs> the fabric. Sure. Uh, what sort of pitcher do you think D Gordon is worth? I have Castro, Jennings, and Bonifacio already, so I don't really need D Gordon. Would you trade him for Beckett? Uh, that's actually
1: that's actually a decently even trade. I have more confidence that Gordon's gonna come back to the player he he should be than than Beckett, who's kind of erratic. Um, but. I could see you doing. I mean, I think you get know, a little more than Beckett. Maybe you can dangle those steals for a team that might need steals and is desperate for steals. They might be willing to pony up uh, slightly more than Beckett. I can't uh, pick a name off the top of my head right now, but see, that's interesting because
2: if I uh, ha- if I had D Gordon and I was offered Beckett, I mean, I would snap that up so fast. To me, I would feel like I was getting a little bit of a steal because I, I just, I mean, even with all the steals and and with a better batting average, I just don't see Gordon as. Uh, upside might be as a second-tier shortstop, definitely not an elite one, whereas Beckett, I think, has ace potential and and has a, a solid chance of being a number two starting pitcher. Potential. Potential. Potential, That's right. the key word, yeah. But it's, but it's upside. Again, yeah. Gordon's upside is second-tier shortstop. Beckett's potential is an ace. That, that to me, wins the day. I think you should still
1: offer, try and get a little higher than Beckett and then work your way down That's, to Beckett. Yeah, if you can get that, I think you've, you've done well. Mark Reynolds, three down, number three. Batting 154 with no home
0: runs.
2: By the way, um, somebody tweeted me, I think, two days ago and said, why haven't you talked about Mark Reynolds on the podcast? So I don't know if you saw that. Or there you go. No, just, I didn't <laughs> see Happy that. Happy didn't coincidence. See that. But now we're talking about him, and um, it's probably a case of
0: uh, not dropping but stashing. So a good candidate to sit. And then, of course, he'll go off. Yeah, and that's right. always the problem with him is he's so streaky. You never know what to do with him. You don't want to miss his power surge, right? You but get the start of the streak, not the middle of it or the end of it. Right, exactly. But, yeah, he's been bad. Um, don't drop him, though, because this is what he does. Uh, this is Mark Reynolds. Rotation time. Anybody watch you, Darvish, yesterday? I did not watch that game. I was was no. the Heat game, man. Oh, really? Yeah. How was that? Tell you what. And
1: I'm sorry to take us off track. No, it's all right. I'm really – I was one of those, oh, LeBron, whatever, whatever. I'm really liking him, dude. He, I, I, I love LeBron. He, he plays the games. Like, he can be sitting out these games like Bosh and Derek Rose and all these guys. And he, that, that pick he set last night on, uh, on little uh, John Lucas. Oh, oh, oh he laid him? him out. And it, why would you do – I mean, you could really you could get hurt doing that. You could, you know, maybe bang up your shoulder or elbow or something. I, LeBron's just – he's a team player, man. He just wants yep. to
0: be out there playing basketball. I like, that. Uh, yeah. I know he's a bad reputation because of the decision, but I I love LeBron. I'm with you on that. Also, a sound fantasy player uh, in basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quite good. <laughs> yeah. Not a great game though. Defensive struggle. No suspense at the end. There's some nice. No Derrick Rose. There, yeah, but they're almost like three fights. It was great. That part was great. <laughs> yeah. That you know that that really got the crowd into it a few times. And I was trying to watch four games last night. I was trying to watch the Heat game. Florida Panthers game, believe it or not, the Yankees game, and you, Darvish. Because this guy, I'm actually hooked on you, Darvish. Like, I watch, I've i watched a little bit of every one of his starts. <laughs> and I thought he looked a lot better yesterday. He was pitching in the stretch with nobody on. He was? He's got this theory, and huh. I forget where I read
1: it. I think it was Evan Grant, that he's like, he's one of those pens that has, like, the four colors, like the red, <laughs> the green, the black, and the blue. And when they ask him about why he keeps switching his, uh, his delivery, he's like, well, I'm just like one of those multicolored pens, you know? And he said it again last night. He was talking to John Paul Morosi on, uh, I think Fox.
0: Maybe that's weird. You Whoever Morosi writes for. Yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, he, yeah. He's
1: like, uh, he's like, you know, oh, I was, I was, you know, I was just a different color in my pen. This is this is how he thinks of himself.
0: Yeah. Maybe as long as it works. Maybe his translator is just making all this stuff <laughs> up. <laughs> <Hey guys. laughs> okay, I'll let you guys talk about Darvish now. He did walk five, but mm-hmm. only two hits and one run in Detroit in six and a third. Yeah, and again, I didn't see any of this
2: game, so I would definitely defer to you guys. But just looking at the box score, it seemed like one of those starts where maybe he kind of got away with something because the, the strike-to-ball ratio was still not
0: uh, not all that good. Let me get in there for that point because um, one of our bloggers, I wish I remembered who it was, but I read it this morning, wrote about this start, and he said that the strike-to-ball ratio would have looked better if not for the seventh inning when he kind of tired a little bit. Hmm. I think he walked a leadoff hitter. But he started throwing more strikes, um, and that's what I noticed, too. I, he, I thought he looked a lot better. But, yeah, to your point, uh, he did end up with those five walks, but he's making progress, and, and if, the, if he had come out before the seventh inning, it would have looked a lot better.
1: Can I just ask Fair a enough. question here for the crowd? What? We're, we're praising you, Darvish. and People are hot on you, Darvish. Finally, this is the you, Darvish, who's put it all together. His stat line's almost the same as Daniel Bard's when he walked seven. <laughs> Darvish walked five, and that, walked that was seven. similar, too, by the way, that Bard, Bard, Bard sort of disintegrated just as the
2: game went on. Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, I'm happy that I have Darvish on a lot of my teams, but this sounds like, you know, if you close your eyes and you read these numbers, oh, that might have been Daniel Bard's start. Starter sit next week against
0: the Yankees. Starting, starting Darvish and Bard next week. Okay. Yeah, I want those strikeouts. Bronson Arroyo, 1-0 and with a 2.91 ERA after three starts.
2: I'm you know what, I have decided I'm not only on the Arroyo bandwagon, I'm gonna drive it. Really? <laughs> this, yeah, this is a guy that I liked two or three years ago, uh, as sort of a sleeper type that people didn't like because, you know, low strikeout, nothing really, you know, sexy about his stat line. But you watch him pitch and, and this is a guy who, you know, sort of Greg Maddox light, you know, can can nibble and, and you know, work the strike zone and um and also very efficient. I think he only threw 90 pitches in this game. I don't have the the box score in front of me, but that number sticks out. Um, so yeah, and, I, and I, so was, but those qualities make him really
0: uh, valuable in head to head. Mike Miner, brilliant against the Diamondbacks. Eight innings, nine strikeouts, one run. He is two and one with a 3.10 ERA, and he is at the Dodgers next week. So we'll start him. But uh, you know, right now he's a guy who is owned owned in 80% of leagues, only started in 41%. I think that number will go up. Uh, but are we buying? Uh, are we buying Mike Miner? <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if people heard that, but Alex was that your computer? Moving? Yeah, I had to reboot it. It, it
2: uh, went out on me. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, no, I, I like Miner a lot. I mean, this is a guy who um, can, you know, certainly bring the strikeouts like this with with regularity. It's this is not just a one shot deal. And uh, you know, as long as he can just keep the ball down more consistently than he has in the past, he's he's going to be the guy you can start probably every week.
0: Are you buying Vance Worley? Nando. He has a two three seven ERA and a one and one record, and he was great yesterday.
1: Yeah, I like Worley. Um, I, I don't think he's going to strike out eleven guys very often, but uh, I Only do if like their Padres. A, that's right. That's how we roll. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like him as a, as like a solid, you know, number six guy you can just put in your rotation, not have to worry about. Uh, minor or Worley. Uh, yeah, minor Minor intrigues me a little more. Worley's safer. It depends on what I got to fill. Minor or Worley? Minor, no question.
0: Henderson Alvarez, Al. You disappointed? <laughs> very. That was a sad guy. You made us spend $7 today.
2: on him in our keeper league. Oh, it's a keeper league, so. That's right. So he'll, he'll be better next year. In fact, he may be better, be better next week. There's a 24 hour party people update, by the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: at,
2: at Baltimore and home
0: against Seattle next week. Start him? Sure, yeah,
2: because no, he's got one very good matchup, and, and with two. St- there, I, there's, I think just about any two start week, I'm going to be starting
0: Alvarez. Injuries, news, and notes, Lance Berkman's on the DL. I know I put a $3 bid in for Matt Carpenter in our Roto League, Al, which you're currently crushing everyone in. Are you seeing how good your team is in that league? I have noticed that. (laughs) You're killing (laughs) it. Took note. I don't know if I got Carpenter, but uh, we talked about that yesterday. He's a a good guy to get. Berkman's on the DL. Do we have any time frame for Berkman? Not that I have seen, no. I don't think so. Justin Upton's still out. He's day-to-day. He says he thinks he's close to returning. Jason Wirth's hip injury reportedly not serious. John Jay is day-to-day with a shoulder injury after he ran into the wall. Nolan Reimold missed Thursday's game with a stiff neck. He should be back today. Two more hits for Steve Lombardozzi. Dozy? Dozy, I think. Yeah. Dozy Do. Lombardozzi. We said keep him on your radar. This is good stuff, right?
1: Hey, I, he, they, they had him do a little outfield during spring training. Uh, you never know, especially if something's wrong with Worth. Something continues to be wrong with Morris. The outfield can't produce. If he keeps hitting, they got to put him in the lineup somewhere. Good, another good, another rough start for Josh Comenter. Al, is this good
2: news for Trevor Bauer? In an indirect way, because I don't think this is an imminent call up for Bauer. Um, but Comenter, the word you know, the word before the start was well, he'll get one more start, which means that he's really uh, you know uh, on sort of uh, the short hook. Yeah. Um, but I don't think Bauer's going to be the first line of defense to, to come in for him. There's uh, Wade Miley, uh, who I did not just call Miley Cyrus. Uh, I have to be careful with that. And um, yeah,
0: when, when he's named sorry. after your favorite artist, now it's tough for you. Well, I look know. at the it's wallpaper the- on his computer
2: that just got rebooted. Miley? Hey, yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i don't have tyler skaggs on there either but uh <laughs> he might be another candidate to be called up that was smooth wasn't it yeah
1: yeah so yeah so bauer i think still probably at least a few weeks away look no one's gonna forget wade miley now because of that mm-hmm. that will sure. stick in people's heads
0: starter sit hitters and this one we basically just go off scott white's recommendations uh he gave me you'll see this in his hit parade column. He gave me some good matchups and some bad matchups and then a a good start and a bad start at each each position. Uh good matchups for the Blue Jays. They have they have good matchups this week. The Blue Jays, the Royals and the Mets. The Blue Jays, I I was tempted to pick up Adam Lind in the podcast league, but I just I didn't know who to drop. You know, I was thinking about Cameron Mabin. Maybe even Adam Dunn, but I don't know if I'm buying into Adam Lind. But he does have good matchups this week. Would you start him this week? I probably would not.
2: Um, that's it's a borderline case because of the good matchups. Uh, would would depend on what my alternatives were, but I'm assuming not. Linder Freeman, Freddie Freeman, all the way. Yeah, I mean, if I've got Freeman, I'm not worried about Lind.
0: All right, for the Royals, they have good matchups. So, are you confident enough to start Alex Gordon? Yeah, Yeah, I think so.
2: Especially with the good matchups. He's, again, one of these guys that maybe with really tough matchups, I would think about sitting him, but um, a little too early for that. Frank Hoare. Yeah, that one's a little tougher. Um, I probably would be looking for alternatives. My
0: default would be to start Frank Hoare, but but look around. All right, the Mets, worth mentioning that they have four lefties. So Ike Davis, uh, that, that could be bad news for Ike Davis. One thing I wanted to say though about Kirk Newenhayes because we talked about him yesterday and uh, whether or not he's going to get a bats against lefties, he might start tonight against Barry Zito. Keep an eye on that. If uh, you know in deeper leagues, Neuenheis, he's hitting so well, but Zito had a, gave up a two hundred ninety four batting average to lefty hitters last year, so I, not exactly the toughest lefty <laughs> to face. Yeah, I would, and, and that that
2: is generally true. But I would also throw last year's numbers out because sure. I don't think he was healthy for most of that year. Yeah,
0: and he's been better this year. All right, bad matchups, the Diamondbacks, the Padres, and the Cubs. Let me ask you about the Padres because Chase Hedley's been hot. Uh, but bad matchups next week. What does that do for you? Um, I, see, I, I, I kind of tend to, and I hate
1: to ruin this entire segment, but I like to wait two months until I start looking at matchups, really. It's still kind of young, early, and fresh. Hedley's a different case all his own. I, I, I don't think the power is going to continue, but I can see the batting average. Like, you know, 285-ish, 300-ish. Okay. But, uh, you know, Headley, independent of who he's facing, I
0: don't think the power is going to continue. Well, how about Cameron Maven? I like Maven. You, can you start him, though? Because, I mean, I can't justify starting him in the podcast league, for example, because he's been terrible.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to start him over, I don't know, a Freddie Freeman or maybe even an Adam Lind. But depending right. on the size of your team and stuff like that, if you want some steals and you want some average,
0: he's got to turn that average around. And Diamondbacks, Padres, Cubs have bad matchups. We'll go position by position now. Another good week for A.J. Pierzynski. He had good matchups this week, um, and he'll have good matchups in week four. Giovanni Soto, bad matchups. And the way he's been playing, I mean, you could bench Soto or drop him. If you think you can pick him back up, drop him for Pierzynski. What do you think about that? Yeah, and actually, this is a— been a popular
2: question last couple oh, of days yeah popular, it has popular Twitter question and, and actually what I've been been saying is Soto over Prezinsky because I just am not buying I mean it's a nice little power uh, surge for Presinski but that's not who he is and he's got a long and very consistent track record that you can you can bank on um, whereas Soto has a long and inconsistent track <laughs> record but with one with a much higher upside well, the power has been consistent the batting yeah. average has been up and down that's right yeah and that's true again for you know for most players yeah so I that's a really just long-winded wind Way of saying Soto, <laughs> but even for next week, yeah, even for next week. And I'm I, I'm from the I went to the Nando school because uh, so. yeah, and I I uh, only in the really extreme cases do I uh, give the preference based on the matchups.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, I think even Scott would agree with you. It's not like Scott overreacts and takes good hitters out of the lineups because they may have bad matchups or something like that. But I think if you're looking at a case where Soto's not that good, I mean, Soto is not. We're not talking about jesus montero here or anything we're talking about or, or miguel montero we're talking about giovanni soto so where he hasn't been producing he has bad matchups pierzinski has good matchups that's the kind of time when i when i think scott's column can be very helpful and you can make those types of decisions. I, I
2: totally agree with that we just disagree i think a little bit in our assessment of soto because okay. you know you're look you no matter how you slice this you're looking at a number two catcher unless it's your your um well, no, because it's, it's an AL and NL, an so it's not even <laughs> league-specific. You're talking about your number-two catcher. So, um, to me, Pierzynski was like a last resort to fill my number-two catcher,
0: whereas Soto was a guy I was actually targeting to fill that. First base, good matchup, or good good sleeper this week, Matt Carpenter, and Ike Davis would be bad. So, yeah, again, with the lefties coming up, and Carpenter, you wrote, would you put him out there? Did you have confidence in him?
1: Yeah, I think the only thing that's holding me back from Carpenter – fully grabbing him is the fact that once all these players come back from their injury, he's going to be squeezed out, I think. I fear. Unless, I mean, maybe if this John Jay thing is, is more than, you know, just a, sh- a shoulder bruise, uh, you could possibly put Carpenter in the outfield. I don't know. Well, John Jay is my favorite player. I'm,
0: sure <laughs> I'm, <if> you <laughs> I'm sorry. That. You know, so, he crashed
1: into a wall chasing down a home run ball that was clearly a home run. Uh,
0: he's my favorite player. All right. you know? He's has guy he puts all-out effort. How is
1: John Jay your favorite? You're messing
0: around. No. Well, you the U, right? Of oh, course. Okay. Uh, I covered him in college. Great guy. Second base, uh, good start. Danny Espinosa. Bad start. Ryan Roberts. Any beef there?
2: Uh, this is going to be another case where I'm going to let the, the track record dictate the choice. So I'm going to go go Roberts, even with the bad matchups. Would you go Roberts or Jamil Weeks? Jamil Weeks, even though he's been terrible. Yeah, because I. You know, especially oh, with the speed guys, you know, D Gordon, too. I feel like either one, you know, because they have the speed, they could get a, a bunch of infield singles and they could turn it around really quickly.
0: Third base. Good. Edwin Encarnacion. Bad. Chase Headley. There you go. <laughs> you don't have to worry about Headley then.
1: Everyone's in agreement.
0: <laughs> feel good about Encarnacion? Good enough in a 12-team league?
1: Oh, yeah. I like Encarnacion. I, yeah, I mean, I think we
2: both would be starting him no matter what. And I'd r- really like to be able to start both guys because um, Encarnacion's a guy that you could you know, put in a utility spot. But if I have to choose, then, yeah, it's
0: uh, Encarnacion. Shortstop. Good. Oh, you know what? I'm glad we're, we're getting to Eric Ibar here because I wanted to talk about him and didn't squeeze him into the notes. A so good uh stop, good matchups for, you know, Escobar, bad for Eric Ibar. Ibar went from leading off to batting eighth yesterday, but he had two hits. Now You saw the contract they just gave him. I, I don't really understand that one, but uh, I guess they value defense. So, what do you guys think of that contract? Like four years, thirty-five million. Look, when Adrian Beltré was, was
1: playing terribly in Seattle, I always made the argument that he's going to stay in the lineup because he's such a great defensive third baseman. I think you could say the same thing about Ibar. Yeah. You're not going to, you know, they're not going to yank him because his
2: defense is so valuable. I just think, compared to other contracts, that one didn't strike me as crazily out of line. Okay. He's going to be around for a while, so it seemed like a, a pretty decent contract.
0: Well, starter Sid, Eric Ibar next week. Uh, you know, he's one of those
1: people who I don't put on my team under any circumstance anyway, so... I, I don't have to about that. How do you really about feel? that? Yeah, well, no, it's... A, it, he just... You know, I have a mold. I, I see my team, and I like to put it together a certain way, and he just doesn't fit into the... I like to get power out of my middle infield, and he does not have it.
0: Outfield, good matchups for Alex Gordon. Good for Luke Scott. Would you start Luke Scott over Cameron Mabin?
2: I would start Luke Scott over Cameron Mabin, yeah. Uh, and actually, I'm looking for... I just want to... Do you know, top of mind, what those matchups are for the Rays next week? I'm, oh, here we go. It's the Angels and the Rangers. Yeah, I think Scott... Oh, yeah, s-
0: that, that's what I was wondering about um, because I looked up Luke Scott's matchups. I forgot to put them in the notes. But Angels and Rangers, The the Rangers have like a... Staffy RA around two right now, Mm -hmm. and the Angels not so bad themselves.
2: Yeah, and I think he's going to have a rough series uh, against Anaheim. But um, I think that three game series at Texas could, uh, despite the the success of the staff, I think uh, Scott could you know go long once or twice, and that'll make a nice week for him.
0: Bad matchups for Justin Upton and Carlos Lee. Can you justify sitting Justin Upton if he's healthy?
1: Um, this, that's a tough one because I think even if he says he's healthy, uh, he might still be bothered by the thumb a little bit. Um, I would, man, I would play that one. I, I, that's a game time decision Yeah, I, I'd me. like to pass for another couple of days and, see and then way, give the you an answer. Has, yeah. But, yeah. but if there's, you know, a
2: decent chance of him playing two thirds of the week, yeah, I'm starting Upton.
1: What about Carlos
0: Lee?
2: Nah, because he's, to me, he's borderline anyway. So if I have an excuse to sit him, I will.
0: Let's talk some pitchers now. We've got the list of two star pitchers here. You know, it's probably start Cliff Lee next week, I would assume um, there are some obviously very good starting pitchers getting two starts. There are some you know decent pitchers getting two starts uh, all right, how about Matt Latos? Two starts for Latos he's got the Giants and Astros both at home yeah, I think i'd i don't know
1: uh, he hasn't been good so far, but usually when a guy's not good so far, you know you do boomerang right back to being good again.
2: Yeah, and I agree. Good matchups. Uh, the things that are wrong with Latos uh, are things that I think are very fixable. It's not like he's got a 2 or 3 mile an hour dip in his velocity. I mean, the strikeouts are down, but that's more just because he's not th- throwing in the zone as often
0: as he usually does. That's something he can fix. Man, he is down a 65% started. Yeah. And we, we get questions about him, too. Johan Santana. Giants at home at Colorado.
2: Um, I'm probably sitting him it's it's hard to say till I go through the process of you know sorting out my top 70 because sometimes particularly in the bottom 10 or 15 I'm surprised at who looks viable there but just you know off the cuff because again the lack of innings
0: and the course start um, I'm leaning sit here's what I'm hoping for as a Santana owner great start against the Giants and then I'm Gonna try to trade him the next day. <laughs> I mean, I hope he he. I hope he throws a, a complete. I hope he throws a perfect game against the Giants, and then I'm selling that guy. I have no faith in Johan Santana. Wow. Yeah, I know. Not even not even just like a. a no, I have smidge. none. I just have none. You know, I, I I don't know why am I wrong. What if he What if he's not good against San Francisco? Then I'm screwed. Then no <laughs> one's gonna buy him. <laughs> but then what if he's great at Colorado? Oh, he won't be. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like See, look, I'm not I'd, even
1: that sure. I'd I mean, like to I'd, look up his splits. Maybe he's just incredible against Colorado at Coors Field. And, you know, with Santana, too, I almost feel
2: like, you know, you know I pre- I preach, uh, you know, track record and, you know, big sample size and all that, you know, on a daily basis here. But with Santana, I almost feel like, yeah, you you have to throw most of that out because he's really a different pitcher than he used to be.
0: But he's throwing hard, right? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's my concern. I just... Right, he's not the same pitcher he used to be. That I don't doesn't know. But
2: I don't think he's necessarily worse. I mean, he's, he is worse from a fantasy perspective because you, even though he's got a, a lot of strikeouts so far, you can't rely on that the way that you used to. But you look back to that last season he pitched
0: before the shoulder problem, and he was really good. Yeah, he was, yeah. Uh, okay, moving down the list. Hiroki Kuroda this could be a tough week at Texas, home against Detroit.
1: That's uh, I don't know. I'm going to stick with Kuroda just a, a little bit longer. Until I find out that he's become you know, the modern-day Phil Hughes kind of thing, where it's just something's wrong, and I don't know what it is. Maybe okay. it's the stadium, maybe it's whatever, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for one more week, especially these two starts in, in points leagues, because he's not a strikeout guy. It could be, could be a wonderful bounty of points for you. Uh, Jire Jurgens at the Dodgers, home against the Pirates. No, nah, not really a Jurgens guy.
2: No, no. And I mean, there's whispers. There's nothing hard here, so I don't want to, you know, mislead anybody. I'll but I mean, start in rumors. Sort of, yeah, rumors that maybe he's not, that Jurgens isn't
1: healthy. And he just, has, just hasn't had it this year. See, that's, I, I can't figure out that point. And we, we were talking about that with Duquette um, and Burley, actually, this week. Like, you know, what, what is tipping pitch? What is, you know, masking an injury? Yeah. What is just off to a slow start? Like he told us Francisco Liriano. Um, just doesn't listen to the coaches who try to tell him, you know, fix this and do this differently. That was such a great interview, by the that way. That was. Yeah. yeah. And it's so inside. I mean, Like, you know, up to that point, I was thinking, well, maybe he's hiding an injury. And then he talked to a guy who's a general manager, and he's like, no, 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 it's, you know, he's just not listening to the coaches and doing what you know they want him to do. Right.
0: And he also said that, uh, talking about Daniel Bard's outing, that pitching in F- Fenway is a difficult place to hit at during the day, which I thought was interesting. Kind of put Bard's start in perspective a little bit. You. Take it with a slight grain of salt uh, because of that, um, and that was like what a one nothing game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. R. A. Dickey has the Marlins and the Rockies.
1: Uh, I'm going.
0: Marlins at home, Rockies on the road. Yeah,
2: even Rockies on the road. To me, Dickey is a must start with two starts.
0: Jonathan Sanchez at Cleveland at Minnesota.
1: I've never been a Sanchez fan. I I, I, I don't think. I don't know at Cleveland. You've seen what they can do on their good days. Minnesota can hammer you. What I as what a used to call the piranhas, remember? Yep. They just nip, 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 yeah, nip you. Nip, you, nip. you sort of, you know, edited out one, one part of that
2: nickname right. that we can't say <laughs> on the podcast. but We can't? You, are we you rated? can try it. We Is could. this a family podcast? <laughs> we could, but I wouldn't recommend it. Right, we'll just leave
1: it at piranhas. Okay. See, I,
2: I could see, and again, I won't know till I really look at what all the alternatives are, but I could
0: see Sanchez sneaking into the bottom of the top 70 with, with those two starts. We've got. A number of pitchers, a plethora of pitchers owned in 40% of leagues or less that, that have two starts, <clears throat> and I want to know if you would start any of them over Tim Linsicum, who is at home against the Padres. I'm just going to blanket that with
2: a no. I, I am too, and I'm taking a sneak peek at the list here. But yeah.
0: Fine, then I'll go. Give, with... us, a, give us a harder one, AZ. Okay, it's okay. Friday. You're losing your edge, man. Uh, a two-start <laughs> two Matt Latos or a one-start Tim Lincecum? Oh. Well, that's a
1: good one. Huh? A good yeah, one, there man. you go, buddy. That would be a great team if I had to make that choice. Yeah, that's true. All I, right, I'd go with the two. I'd go with the two Latos. I would too, actually. Uh, two star Corota, or a one star Linsicum Lincecum. Yeah, I go with Linscom on that one. Two star Burley
2: or a one star Linsicum Lincecum. Yeah, Linsicum Although Burley's been really good, Look, yeah, man, I'll, I'll still I'll
0: still he's a friend. friend of the show. I'll still think the Lincecum. program. Lincecum better get it going with this start at home against the Padres. Okay. It's a big one for him. Fine. So all these pitchers, 40% of leagues or less. Vargas, Capuano, Malone, Lowe, Chen, Bruce Chen, that is. Clayton Richard, James McDonald, Lucas Harrell, Tommy Hunter, Jamie Moyer, Jason Marquis. Do you like anyone this week as a good good sleeper? Uh,
2: I like Malone. And... um Actually, I like Capuano too. Couple of home starts. He needs to be in a pitcher's park uh, to be viable as a two-start guy. But he'll be at Dodger Stadium. I do not. I know you're not asking me who I don't like, but um, it really stands out that I do not like Jason Vargas this week at Detroit, at <laughs> Toronto. Those are bad matchups and bad venues for him. Uh, not crazy about Derek Lowe, but I like I like the Chen- I love the Chenster. Bruce Chen. Got to be clear mm-hmm. on which Chen
1: now. You do, huh? So he's so got have, Toronto and so got he's Dooley, at Minnesota. Chens, yes. I like them both. They're almost the same pitcher in a way. Yeah. Control, pitched contact, not a lot of strikeouts. Yeah, but no, them. Chen
2: uh, at home against the Blue Jays at Minnesota. Those are great starts for him.
0: One-start pitchers to look at. Rick Porcello, Seattle at home. He, you know, these are a few guys who could be uh, good starts this week. Porcello gets Seattle at home. Jake Arrieta gets Oakland at home. These guys are both owned in about 60% of leagues, so we like them, right? I like both of those, yes. Better than a two-start Vargas? Way better, yeah. Better yeah. than a two-start Henderson Alvarez?
2: No, not that much.
0: Okay. Is Henderson Alvarez even a two? Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. I <laughs> thought you were just trying okay. to out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Kyle Drebeck at Baltimore.
1: Man, I, I don't know what to think about Kyle Drabeck. He's one of those guys who I'd own, but I wouldn't start until I get five, five starts. And I don't care if I lose those five starts that are awesome. At least I'll know from that point on that Kyle Drabeck has kind of fulfilled his potential. But seeing the numbers that he's had the last couple of years, I'm not ready to, to dive in with Kyle Drebeck just yet. I just have this feeling, one of these starts, this one, the next one, he's
2: just going to get hammered. Two and two-thirds, ten
0: yep. hits, eight earned runs, one of those, one strikeout. That's, well, but, yeah, that's weird that's kind of how I feel about Bronson Arroyo. Um, but not this week because he's home against the Giants. Hmm. But, you know, that's a good matchup for him. He's only on 25% of leagues. But you're driving the Arroyo wagon. I am. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving and putting put into overdrive. Horse yeah. drawn, horse drawn bandwagon.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's how
0: I imagine. He's it. <laughs> better than I than I give him credit for. I'll I'll go with certainly go with you on that one, Al. Jeff Samarja, by the way, Cardinals next week at home. Uh, he might just not be that good. Should you drop him? Yeah, and again, my default being a 12-team mixed league,
1: if I had him there, I would drop him in an instant. You know? I'm pretty sure Al and I had never advocated owning him in the first place, no, right? I, yeah, think I, think so. we, I think
0: we agreed on that. Yeah, he had a great start, first start, t- first time out, but two bad ones in a row. Uh, all right, it's email time. Fantasy baseball at CBSInteractive.com. Put podcast in the subject line. We'll take some emails here. Uh, let's start out with Mike. I need help with my relief pitching in a 10-team by 5 head head-to-head league. And it works out that I, that we need three relief pitchers. I have Axford as my number one. After that, I'm not sure. I picked up Hector Santiago and Sean Marshall. Should I drop Santiago or Marshall for Casilla?
2: I would not drop either of those guys. Uh, I know, and I think, Nando, you, maybe you've been one who's uh, been a little softer on Marshall because of the potential of Chapman. Yeah. Again, this is just a, a hunch loosely based on you know things that I've been reading that I, I think we're much more likely to see Chapman in, in the rotation than in the closers' role. I'm willing to to roll with Marshall, and I think he, as long as he's given the chance, he'll be a really effective closer. And Santiago, likewise. So, I'd rather take my chances with those two than than Casilla.
1: Yeah, I'm with Al on this one. I've I've given up on my role as Chapman as a closer campaign. Well, but if he becomes a <laughs> starter.
0: Well, that's what you I said from him the for start. A
1: buck in All I said in, in the worst case scenario is you get a guy who's who's throwing in the middle innings and getting you know one point five strikeouts per inning, which he's doing. I mean, you look at his line like every week it's seven innings, five innings, ten strikeouts. That's that's better than most pitchers out there. Yeah. So that's the worst case scenario. Starting a role, this
0: Chapman, bring it on, man. Okay. Yeah, uh, Mike from Pennsylvania. <clears throat> Quick question about a trade. 12-team mixed head-to-head league. I didn't draft well at either second base or third base. Got stuck with Rayburn, Figgins, and Ryan Roberts. Already dropped Rayburn. Uh, I may have the chance to acquire Michael Young through a trade, but I might have to part with either Carlos Santana or Cole Hamels to do it. The free agent pool in this league is shallow, although Jose Altuve, Darwin Barney, Chipper Jones, Kyle Seeger, Chris Johnson, Matt Carpenter, Chris Davis, and Jack Hanahan are available. What do you think? Should I trade for Young and give up either Santana or Hamels, contact another team about a different second baseman slash third baseman, or pick up one of those names listed? Well, I would
2: definitely rule out the trade for Young. Um, and I, I mean, I like the idea of him picking up Young and then shifting Roberts to second base, but um, Santana or Hamels is far too high of a price to do that. So I would roll, rule that out. Maybe work the, the, the rest of the trademark ad, market out as your next option. But that said, I mean, I like some of these uh, waiver options. I like uh, Altuve, Seager, uh, Chris Johnson, and Chris Davis in particular. So I think those are pretty decent fallbacks if you can't work out a decent trade.
1: And Chipper Jones, Chipper Jones isn't bad. Yeah. He's
2: hurt again. Yeah, you no, know, know. he's not bad when he plays, but I, I just don't trust him to. I don't know how he's going to make it <laughs> through the season. You could drop him and pick up Chris Davis. Well, I mean, actually, there's a point you could you could because there's enough options there. You could pick up Chipper, and then when he gets hurt, there's probably still going to be one or two good options left. To yeah, pick up would, on waivers. And well,
1: this this way, you have Chris Davis and you know uh, Carlos Santana instead like, of yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Who um, who, who's the one guy you'd pick up in that group of free agents? I think it'd be Chris Davis. Me too. Me too. Uh, okay, Chad from Canada says, "Hey, love gurus." <laughs> Didn't <laughs> know that was us. Is that, <laughs> never saw that it.
2: inside joke? <laughs> I missed. Uh, <laughs> no, I the movie with Mike Myers, which I never saw.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Well, now I let's tie that, that to. Let's tie that to where did that come from? Yeah, <laughs> 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 I decided to punt average in my seven by five roto draft this year because my keepers were Tashera, Granderson, Linsicum, Crawford, and Hanley. I drafted guys that lose value because of their poor average, like Zobris, BJ Upton, Mark Reynolds, blah, blah, blah. Um, my question is, I'm currently in third place with a six in average. Do I continue the punting average strategy? Do I have the team to pull this strategy off, or should I sell guys like Jackson, Austin Jackson, and try to compete in average?
1: No, dude. Punting average, there's no such thing. I mean look at look at who he's got. He's got Teixeira, who can hit two eighty. Oh, come Granderson, on. who can hit 270. <laughs> yeah, but
0: there. Teixeira's not going to hit 280. Carl Crawford, I, I, no, I think who he can could. hit
1: 300. I bet, look up the stats yeah. Hell, on, your, on your supercomputer. I bet you Teixeira hit 270 at least twice in his career. I'd be yeah, willing but not, to, I to think bet. probably. I would be willing to bet
2: a lot more than that. I mean, it's really like the last two seasons where he's been a, been a liability there. And, you know, I thought Scott made a, a very good argument a few weeks back about how, you know, Teixeira really has been working on, um, you know, not pulling. I think it was you know, not pulling the ball so much, and uh, yeah. he's yeah. No, I think he could definitely turn his batting average around. And I'm
1: Hanley's three twenty in a good year. Yeah, but, but
0: you're looking at best case scenario in all these situations. Uh, baseball's baseball's a fickle beast, Adam. <laughs> I just say yeah. Get get rid of Dunn
2: and the rest of these guys. Well, Upton's not going to hit for average. Reynolds is not going to hit for average. But Jackson. Ramirez, Hanley Ramirez, Teixeira, these are all guys that can can rebound in that category.
1: And he's got don't Wieders and Diaz in his starting and, lineup too. Who are there? You go. He's not punting average, I don't think. He's I don't think he's so taking power and saying, "Oh, average is a bonus." But I, if yeah. that happens,
0: but you're right about Reynolds and Dunn; those would be the two. They'll kill. Yeah, they'll kill him. Yeah, I will not make a case for <laughs> those two for average. I mean, look—they could hit two ten. They could. They could <laughs> had a good day. We're looking at two thirty. But uh, yeah, dude, hold, keep going, man. Stay the course. I like that strategy. Here's Nate, high fantasy baseball buckaroo, bonsais. First off, I want to say I agree with Adam about the instant replay. This is 2012. Oh, I wonder why
1: you picked this email to read. Hey, there's, there's a, probably not even a question in here. No, there <laughs> is. There
0: is. <laughs> Al, don't you think we need replay? Yes. Thank you. How's that for a leading question? Uh, and then secondly, <laughs> Nando's voice to me sounds like the comedian H. John Benjamin, <laughs> especially as the soccer coach in Home Movies. That is a great call. That I is a perfect it. call. I love it. That's Well, great. now I've got
2: a movie to add to my list because I haven't seen it.
0: No, no Home Movies a, is the old cartoon. cartoon Network
1: show. Oh, okay. He's the voice of Archer.
0: Oh, all right. Anyway. Archer. Gotcha. He's, he's in Family Guy. He's in Bob's Burgers. He was in Not Another Teen
1: Movie. He was? As the trainer. Okay. Can he play? I don't know if he's, <laughs> he's going to
0: live. Nice. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. He got, it's awesome. All right. Here's the question from Nate. <laughs> Thank you, Nate, for letting us be dorks here. Oh, there, uh, is a, there is a question. There is. There is. 14, the question is, how come Nano doesn't like replay? No. The question is. <laughs> I, just, I just like to be a stickler. 14-team mixed Roto League with 25-man rosters. The two closers I drafted are Andrew Bailey and Jason Mott. So I'm down to one. And because the league is so deep, there's no one available on the waiver wire. I do have Kenley Jansen. I, I picked up Melanson right before he <laughs> blew up with six earned runs in no innings. Um, should I hit the panic button and try to trade for a second-rate closer, just so I don't completely blow it in saves? Um, let's see. Or should I hold tight and try to be vigilant to get the next out of nowhere temporary closer?
2: Well, I'm confused because I thought he said nobody was available. So I I'd like to know who the the second-rate closers are. Or are you saying trade? Never trade. mind. Trade. My, trade, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, I, I probably would, and I know that sort of betrays my my alleged faith in Kenley Jansen, <laughs> but that's you know that's out of my control and in Don Mattingly's control. Right, he, has so. Ken, he has
0: Kenley Jansen. I don't know if I mentioned. So that. I,
2: I, you know, because he has Jansen, I wouldn't you know sell the farm for for a closer, but I, I would definitely be uh, putting some offers out there.
0: We are done for the week. Have a good weekend, everybody, especially Nando and Al. Oh, thanks. Well, Enjoy thank your you. jersey Same Friday, team.
1: even though that's really more of a t shirt. It's a shirt seat. Say something on the back. It says,
0: Barber, I have a Tiki oh. Barber shirt. Ah, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's kind of like almost ironic to support Tiki Barber at this point, but you know. <laughs> I'm too cheap to buy jerseys, they're so expensive. There uh,
1: There is some website that offers them at a very discounted rate. Yeah, you got a guy it's like old school. <laughs> I do. I, I don't have a guy, but I know a guy who knows the website.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll tweet it out later. And now we all know a guy who knows a <laughs> guy who knows the website. <laughs> Fernando Defino and Al Melchior. I'm Adam Azer. Later.